It's on like the Kong of the Donkey. This is chapter 104 of our podcast. Today, we'll tell you about the strange French tradition of the waiter's race in Paris. We have a couple of Olympic updates to get to as well. And Jeff has a rare apology to offer. Hmm. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Okay, let's get this over with right off the top, shall we? Mm-hmm. Time now for another Paris 2024 Olympic update. Okay, so I've had a chance to rethink uh, my extreme view on the design of the Paris Olympic medals, and I am going to opt to change my mind. It's the backup. It's the backup uh, beeper. <laughs> so heinous is no longer no, part of the conversation. I, I think. Uh-huh. I th- thanks for mentioning that, uh-huh. Julie. I uh-huh. think heinous might have been just a hair of an exaggeration, uh-huh. a little bit of an overreaction. Now I know a lot of my friends are going, "Wait a minute, overreaction? That is so <laughs> unlike Jeff." Um, so, but, but but what makes what well, made you transition? Well, for easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I mean is, yeah. what enlightened you? Well, let's just get an explanation here first. So what happened last week was this thing came out, the information, the pictures came out, honestly, simultaneous to us coming into the studio. And we just happened to catch them prior to recording last week. So it was a quick glance, really. We, we, it was a rush judgment. It was a rush judgment. Thank you very much, Julie. And, um, you know, it, it, I looked at it, and that was my first reaction, you know, the exploding asshole thing. And you just ran with it. And I ran with it. I also didn't quite understand a couple of things about the criteria for the metal designs themselves. Ah, okay. Yes, of course, there are... There are uh, plenty of opportunities for each host country to put their mark and stamp and design on it. But there are a few things which I didn't understand then that I now understand because I thought the whole medal Mm -hmm. was, which I actually even like the exploding asshole side now. (laughs) So because, you know, especially after you explained it last week with the, you know, the hexagon and I, yeah, I know what what a hexagon. (laughs) Holy. And and yeah, the the iron from the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. I hope I hope they didn't take off like a supporting beam uh, for that. But uh, <laughs> um, so there was a lot of thought that went mm-hmm. into it, and when you when you kind of put it all together, you realize that they made something that was very artistic, but yeah. also very meaningful. Exactly. And as you actually zoom in on the medals themselves, which I didn't have time to do uh, before my pronouncement last week, uh-huh. then you can see the detail. You can see the the beautiful, you know, waves and, you know, the six points on the... Hexagon. On the hexagon. And then, but here's the other thing. I, as I mentioned, I thought that was both sides. So what I didn't know uh, and hadn't seen really was the other side, the beautiful side with ah. the, okay. So uh, historically, the Summer Olympics, uh, they've dedicated one side uh, to the depiction of Nike, uh, who is the Greek goddess of marketing. Uh, I'm sorry, of <laughs> Of, uh, of victory uh, and and the stadium. Now, the stadium was originally uh, the Roman Colosseum, but in 2004 it was changed to the 
Panathenaic Stadium in Greece、uh. to better represent the birthplace of the Olympics. And、ah. see, that's what I was going with. I see. On the Tokyo ones, I'm、right. going. Oh, look at this beautiful! But it was on the other side of of the Paris one, I which、see. I hadn't seen yet, and、right. it's gorgeous. And it also incorporates a little tiny Eiffel Tower in the background. Yeah, it is. It is quite pretty and quite thoughtful. And、uh, I guess that's you know a lesson learned, Jeff, that you have to be a little bit more、uh, restrained blah, when blah, you blah, when you、blah. give your opinion. You blah, need blah, to blah. more thoroughly blah, inspect blah, blah. the object that you're observing. Okay, that was didactic.、Mm. Um, now here is a couple more little interesting facts about the design of the Olympic medals and the criteria that needs to be observed. Okay. Okay, they're they're obviously individual. Each country has their own design that they you know put forth. But the medals have to be at least sixty millimeters across and at least three millimeters thick.、Ooh. The gold medal must include at least six grams of gold. Oh wow! And the silver medal must be at least ninety two point five percent pure silver. Wow.、Yeah. Okay. So, That's very interesting. After that, they go to town. They make their medals, and、uh, I I apologize from the bottom of my heart、uh, with、wow. my overreaction last week on the medals. I actually do kind of like it. it's funny. My <laughs> after after I looked at this whole thing and went,、oh, I think I was a little extreme there. My mom sent me back a note, and she goes. I don't agree with you on that medal. Now, this is not the basis for the change. No, no, change no. You had、heart. already changed your mind. I had already、yes. changed my mind, but、yes. she said something interesting. She said, "You and I typically see eye to eye on aesthetics,、uh-huh. and and、uh, and you know, as I go back through it, she was right, and as usual, because moms are always right. But anyway, so that's mark, that. Let's mark this day in the calendar because、oh, we don't get retractions very often from all right, Mister Mister Black、Lombie. and White. Yeah, yeah." All right, so th- that's that.、Uh, I like the medals,、uh, and I think the athletes will be very proud to、uh, wear them. By the way,、yeah. there were a thousand and seventeen medals at the last games in Tokyo. That's、oh, a lot、really? of medals, huh? It's a lot of medals. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And there are probably more events now. I think. Well, who knows?、So、there might be even. There have been some Looney Tunes events、uh, over the years. You know what? As we get closer、uh-huh. to the Olympics, yes, I, I want to dedicate、uh, a, a portion of one of the podcasts to the most Looney Tune events that have come and gone. Okay, at both the Winter and Summer Olympics the over、deal. these many years. Okay, all right. And he, actually, this week there was some Olympic news.、Um, Macron has now given permission for the. Book kiosks that are along the Seine River to remain there during the Olympics. Oh yeah, some of them have little、uh, kitschy things. Yeah, some of them、yeah. have maps, maps can, and、yeah. and posters and、yeah. you know various trinkets and and、uh, they were going to be moved.、Um, and then they there the the, the lobby、um, complained that it's taking away their their、uh, their livelihood、mm-hmm. because during the Olympics there they they. Probably will be able to sell a lot more books. Yeah, you know, book sales we all know are are down by a large margin compared to you know fifty years ago. So taking away their their potential was a problem. So they can stay. Well, and and that's a good decision because this is how these people make their living. And if all of a sudden they're cut off during the prime <laughs> prime tour season of all tourist seasons, that、yeah. that would be a bit of a kick in the teeth. And I don't see any reason why you'd want to. You know, I mean, I'm sure they're going to face、uh, some security scrutiny. Yes, but、yeah. 
I think that was the the concern mm -hmm. was you know with all these kiosks, right. there's a potential um, for uh, a lapse in security. But uh, I, I they've probably assessed the situation and, and have come up with uh, mm -hmm. you know a plan. So Here, here's also something kind of uh, related to the Olympics, which is very interesting. So. The Tour de France uh, happens in July, right? Yes, it does. And so this is one of the few times that you will watch the Tour de France and you will not see the racers wrap it up at the Champs-Élysées because the Olympics are in town. They're not even going near Paris this year. No, they're staying, they're veering away. So it's all starting off at the end of June in Italy, in Florence. Now, is that, is that, because this I didn't know. I didn't know they could, there yeah. other countries are involved in the Tour yeah, of I France. I didn't know that. 2023 was Denmark. I'm, I'm not 100% oh, sure, but yeah, uh, it, it does start in, in another country, but always the finale is in France. I've, I've, you know, over the years, and again, this is just my opinion, but I've just, I, I've totally lost interest because of all the, the drama drug scandals and, you know, Lance, the, the one-nutted Californian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I just, uh, I, but, uh, but this is interesting because you also have news that might affect us. Well, yeah, we, we are just a few kilometers away from one of the, the legs of, of the Tour de France. So that's going to be very, very exciting. I, I would like to go see that. You would go, yeah. I would Watch go. Watch them whip by. Yeah, you don't, you know, you don't have that uh, mm -hmm. opportunity very often. So okay. it, there's a leg that, that is going to be going to Villeneuve-sur-Lotte. Okay. And then one that's starting in Agen. Those are all very local very to, to us. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to kind of seeing the attraction. And, and I think the departments are spending a lot of money uh, to make sure that everything is safe and that the, the barricades are there. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's a major event. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I would go to that. I wonder yeah. if, uh, I wonder if uh, our buddy Bill, who, uh, Bill and Linda, who stayed here last uh -huh. year, and they're big cyclists, I wonder if they're into the Tour de France. I think they are, for yeah. sure. Okay. So uh, I think they'll be near us uh, the 11th and 12th of July. I see. Yeah. Okay. And the total Tour de France, do you know how, how long the Tour de France is? No, I have no idea. It's 3,492 kilometers. Ooh. Over 21 different stages. The original that happened 111 years ago was was shorter. It was uh, you know 2,400 kilometers. Well, that's that's because they had to go in and pick up the wine and bread as they were going throughout. Absol you know, absolutely. The, the 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 first champion, Maurice Garin, was a big wine lover and would stop in certain villages and and <laughs> <laughs> and he took home. 3,000 francs for winning that competition more than 100 years ago. And a DUI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and back then, the, it was individuals that were racing. Now it's teams. Well, and the teams work together, right, for drafting yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, poor Maurice had a, had a bike that weighed like 18 you know, kilograms, whereas now the bikes are, are seven and, and they're, they're light. And I didn't know this, but you, you, you can even change the type of bike that you're riding depending on the terrain. Oh, for sure, because there's going to be the mountain terrains, and those are going to be different bikes. Yep, yep, and there's entire teams like that, that are there to help you with your you know, beverages, stay hydrated, they uh -huh. feed you, they change your bikes, they, you know, they've got the spare tires. Poor Maurice had all the spare tires around his waist because he had to, you know, fix his own bike. Oh, was that his excuse? <laughs> I, think it was the, I think it was the wine and bread, Maurice. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, 10 to 12 million spectators are expected 
right? And okay. that's and that's in person. And then you've got others that are tuning in around the world. So it's a pretty spectacular event. Well, I, I would do that. I mean, and we'll certainly, uh, yeah, I think we're going to be here. So we'll report back and I, I, I'm going to take some, some photos with my long lens because that'll be cool, actually, I think. Absolutely. And we'll uh, include those on the Facebook page. And uh, the bike riding brings me to the French phrase of the day. Oh, okay. All right. Let me get this. Oh, looks like uh, Mr. Einstein he, he came wasn't, up with this. Yeah, it's not so much French, but, you know, Einstein was brilliant. So here we go. La vie, c'est comme une bicyclette. Il faut avancer pour ne pas perdre l'équilibre. Uh, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to get all this, but uh, life, uh, it's like uh, a bicycle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is necessary uh, to advance for... Pour ne pas perdre. So not, so you're not afraid of... Perdre. L'équilibre. I don't know, Julie. So... I thought perdre... Perdre is lose. Oh, yeah, right, okay. So you don't lose your equilibrium. Yeah, okay. your balance. Your balance. Yeah. Oh, okay. So right? the whole thing in English and then maybe one more time in... Okay. Uh, life is like a bicycle. You have to move forward in order to not lose your balance. Oh, you have to move forward. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. La vie, c'est comme une bicyclette. Il faut avancer pour ne pas perdre l'équilibre. I like that saying, too. It's true. Gotta keep moving. Gotta keep moving. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make a bucket of roll <laughs> down, <laughs> down, no, down, no, down, down the highway. No, 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 no. Backman Turner Einstein. Uh, okay, well, that's the French phrase of the day. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, that brings us to uh, something that's going on here, and it, it will explain why we didn't go out on a. Uh, you know, a grand adventure this week. We we thought we were going to be able to do it. I don't think the weather is fully cooperating, but it wouldn't have mattered because we had an opportunity to get these guys in here to clean our roofs. I got to tell you, this this roof stuff here in France drives me bats. Well, it might not be in all areas of <sighs> France. Like we're in a particular, it's very humid. It's moist here. It's moist. There's, uh, you know, lots of rainfall. There's lots of moss. Like, like if if moss were valuable like we could oh, yeah. harvest it and make a fortune uh, you know um and so we are our, our roofs gather but the, but just in general the maintenance on roofs here are just ridiculous and all these tiles and we've got you know what we have i counted them i think we have on our so we have a barn we have a guest house we have a uh, sort of the, the carport area which has two different kinds of tiles on it we have the house and the little kitchen among those buildings, we have five different styles of ridiculous uh-huh. tiles. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens is, first of all, they can get out of alignment and start leaking. So you got to climb up there. And and then the other thing that happens is this is this moose, the moss. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we had to get some guys here with power washers. and Yeah, uh, it's a light power wash process. And the, the stuff that, that came off our roof... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, we've got to be a little more vigilant yeah. moving forward because yeah. I think that ha- I don't think that had been done in five or six years. Probably maybe. not. Probably. And it, and it, and then they're going to put a substance on there that 
prevents the moss from growing, and you should probably do that. If you do that every couple of years, you probably don't need to go through this whole thing. Right. But we had to be here. We couldn't go out and enjoy an adventure because these guys always had questions and stuff. So anyway, they're done today. Um, you know, we'll we'll take a, another look at our plans as we move forward and moving into March. But uh, yeah, so uh, at least they're they're nice and clean. And oh yeah, I'll I'll show you just how dirty they were. I took some before pictures, uh, before and after, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, afters, yeah. and uh, it's dramatic. Like there's big chunks, eh? Oh, chunks of yeah, like uh, of moss and lichen and and all size of a baseball. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty. But it shouldn't be on a roof. No. And what here's what happens. Here's the big danger. Because we do get freezing here. And the moss obviously holds in the moisture like a sponge. Yeah. And then if it gets to minus six, minus seven, that can freeze. And if it's underneath the tile, it can pop the tile. Yeah. And we had we had to replace a few tiles because of that. Yes. So it was time. Yeah. It was it, definitely time. So this is exciting. Happening in Paris on March 24th, for the first time in 10 years, La Course des Garçons de Café. Okay, what's the that? The waiter's race. The waiter's race. Now, okay, so first of all, I guess, what does that entail? And why has it been on uh, on the rocks for the last 10 years? They couldn't get uh, sponsorship for it. Oh, come on. This, so, and this goes back how far? Oh, 100, 100 years. 100 years. All right, you got you to gotta lay this out. What, what, what happens with the waiter's race? Okay, so first of all, you have to be a legitimate waiter to enter the race. Okay. So you have to have you have to be working in a Paris cafe, uh-huh. and the race consists of uh, you have to be don the clothes that they give you, which okay. is a pair of dark pants, a white shirt, and a vest. Uh, yep. And then you've got a, a tray that they will hand you. Okay. That has a glass of water, a cup of coffee, and a croissant, and you must go from the, the start, which I believe is at l'Hôtel de Ville, and walk. Two kilometers oh. in the Marais district, which is medieval, so cobblestones exactly. And the first one to make it without spilling a drop, a drop, a drop, <laughs> uh, wins the competition. And this year, there are men and women, two hundred of them, that will be competing. Holy cow! Isn't that fun? That is fun. And and so uh, obviously someone came forward and decided to pick up the sponsorship this year? Yeah, I think it was actually the Waterworks of Paris that decided to sponsor. And they wanted to do that to show that, you know, Paris and, and France, uh, the servers, are, are they know what they're doing. They're good. Uh, you get good service. Uh, and this is, you know, pre four months before the Olympics. So it's kind of a goodwill, uh, again, showcasing Paris and and you know, the the highlights of Paris. Yeah, you know, I, I have one pick about service around here, and maybe it's just around here. But, and, and I understand where it comes from, right? The French, like, one of the, their little rules is they, they don't want to bother you as servers. And, and they don't. They're never, you know, like, they're never hitting you up or, or upselling you on things or very rarely. Rarely, rarely. But, but the thing that drives us crazy is, like, you know, maybe somebody wants another drink. Maybe somebody wants something else at the table. Maybe, you know, and yeah, you typically have to ask for it here. Yeah, I think everything is more more measured. Uh, you know, in in North America, you, you know, you've just finished your last bite and you get the bill. Here, it's actually quite nice. Yeah, they let you sit there, enjoy. You never get a bill. No, no, no. Well, not here. Here, you have to walk up just, to the cash. Yeah, yeah, there's never a a bill here. You just walk to the cash and they just say what table were you at, and then they add it up and and you pay. But 
it happened actually for the, honestly the first time in three years happened the other day where the server said, "Would you like another glass of wine?" And I'm telling you, our, our jaws dropped. Our jaws dropped. Like, wow. like we never get that here. So hope, but 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 I also believe that that's not the case in Paris. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah, we're we, you know we're we're in in deep France, so it's not as if we've got the same. Sir, level level of service that you would if you were in a bigger a bigger city. Right. But it's interesting that for these this waiters race they they're carrying a tray with a croissant and a, a coffee, which is the typical French breakfast. Right. Uh, and the croissant is not French at all. No. No. <laughs> the croissant. But it's but but it's croissant. That's a French word. It, well, it. it it didn't start off as a croissant. The pastry. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, was was originally it, back like in the th- 13th century, um, was called a kipferl, and well, that's definitely not French. <laughs> and this Austrian delicacy just you know was was part of the culture. They they call it les viennoises, like pastries that are made in the Austrian style. Vienna, and, yeah, and and so. It wasn't until two Australian migrants that were in... Uh, Austrian or Australian? Austrian. Okay, you said Australian. Oh. (laughs) Ah, I'd like a croissant, please. Yeah, 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 that's right. One of the ones from Austria. Yeah. Well, these two two patissiers came and opened up a shop in, in Paris in the early 1800s. And started making their cakes and their pastries the way that they did back home. Hmm. And it really caught on. And so the French just, you know, the the shape of a croissant, the butter croissant. They just stole it. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's like it's a a crescent, right? Right. It's kind of a – so croissant is is French for crescent. Ah. And they they changed the formula, made it a little flakier, added a little bit more butter. And now, you know, France owns – the croissant. Yeah, well, it is, and and there you go, as as evidenced by the waiters' race, which uh, has features the croissant. Now, I guess that's that's just there for decoration because that ain't falling off the plate with these guys. But the 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 coffee could spill and the uh-huh. water could spill, and yeah. then so if you cross the line first in the uh-huh. waiters' race, yes. and there's any drops, you're, you're, I, I'm, I'm you're told you're disqualified. Holy cow! That's yeah. so, and, and apparently you're not allowed to run. Like you can walk fast, but you can't run. Well, if you started running, you'd be spilling anyway. So yeah, you're right. Right. You're oh, right. that's cool. So uh, when that's coming up in March, huh? March twenty fourth, the big day. <laughs> that will be very fun. One of the big days this past week, which we completely ignored, was uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day. You know, uh, we, we first of all we had all this going on here, and at the house, and you know, I, I just, as I said last week. I just find that Valentine's Day is just an excuse to overcharge, okay? It's like, uh, monsieur, would you like a 15-euro glass of wine from this 4-euro bottle or this 4-euro bottle? I mean, it's just it's ridiculous, you know? Well, and, and then you get the prefixes and... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's not really celebrated the same way here as it is in North America. I mean, I did see in the store, um, I was in a grocery store on the 14th and the sushi was in a heart-shaped plastic oh, container. Oh, come on. So they're trying, but there's it's not the same commercialism as it is in, in <sighs> Canada and the States. 
But, you know, they're trying. They try to attract clients with their special menus. But they were, you know, we saw one that was 95 euros per person, some form of cabaret or some oh, such yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cabaret. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard no. So, I'm not going to, okay. I'm not going to a cabaret <laughs> at the best of times, let alone with a jacked up prefix. And you know some wilted flower on the. Ugh, it's just not. Anyway, we 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 gave that a miss, and um, yeah, hundred hundred euros per person. That better be a hell of a Joel Gray. Better be at that cabaret. <laughs> okay, jeez. So yeah, we gave that a miss. I don't know. Does that make us not romantics? But uh, we make up for it. We're, yeah. we're going to go somewhere maybe today or tomorrow. And yeah, and yeah. in lieu of <laughs> yeah. you know going out on the day. Yeah, on the day. Uh, stupid Valentine's Day. It's just like, okay, Christmas. And now, now it's Valentine's Day. Oh, what's next? You know, just can we just, just do things on our own on our own time without being, you know, spoon-fed when we buy flowers and stuff like that? You know, sometimes I'll just go out there and buy flowers for you. You do. You there do. There you go. You you're, don't have you're, to... you're very romantic on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day. <laughs> you're really by... <laughs> You're biting your tongue so hard when you say that. That was, I don't know if that was very sincere. Was that sincere? Or just... Oh, my God. You're, you're being a jerk. I, I, I'm i a pretty nice guy. I, hey, yeah. I, I just, I just, I folded all the clothes from the laundry today. Yeah. I cleaned out, yeah. That's and, the, a first. That was not amazing. A first. It, pretty much. I, I do it quite often or once in a while. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh... Malin and Danielle are celebrating the arrival of their new baby alpacas. Yes, and uh, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, Malin and Danielle, they like to do themes for naming because they they have quite a few every year, Uh right? So they like to do names. Uh, I suggested animated characters last year, and she liked that. And so there was Homer and a few like that. It was great. But this year, it's like it's disco. The theme is disco, and Mm -hmm. it's really cool. So I'm going to show you a picture of... A brand new alpaca, and her name is Sheik. Sheik. Remember Sheik? La yep. Freak? Yeah, I do. And uh, so uh, I think that's the second one that's been born. I'm not quite sure. But anyway, uh, we'll keep you up to date uh, with Melinda Danielle's beautiful alpacas. They're so sweet, and they're, they're all wobbly right now and, you know, like a, like a Bambi kind of thing. Cute. Yeah. So uh, we will include pictures of uh and maybe maybe by the time this uh, hits there'll be another one born so we'll uh, try and maybe or... it'll be mc hammer <laughs> that's a good that's a good one mc hammer come over here it's hammer time oh. <laughs> <laughs> or what, how about hey vanilla ice there's a good one <gasps> perhaps yeah. yeah vanilla yeah? yeah that's good all right uh so that's that's it for is it, have we done it all have we yeah yep. we yep. got everything in covered all right. Uh, so here's it's time for yet another apology. Unfortunately, there will be no podcast next week. Uh, we just have too much stuff going on right now, so we will have to give that a miss. However, we will return with Chapter 105 on Friday, March the 1st. Until then. À très bientôt. Au revoir.